we have been prompted to call for an emergency special session as the level of the threat to the global security has been equated to, the, to that of the Second World War. Or even higher, following Putin's order to put an alert Russian nuclear forces. What a, what a madness. If he wants to kill himself, he doesn't need to use nuclear arsenal. He has to do what the, same, what, what the guy in, in Berlin did in a bunker in May. 1945. The guy in Berlin who killed himself in the bunker in May 1945? Adolf Hitler. The guy connecting Hitler to Putin? Ukraine's ambassador to the United Nations, Sergei Kislitsia. It was February 28, 2022, the first emergency special session meeting of the UN General Assembly in 40 years, but not the first or last time Ukraine's ambassador deployed vivid language with his fellow diplomats. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we'll hear some of Ambassador Kozlitsia's most striking statements at the UN, a greatest hits, as it were. No doubt you know who President Zelensky is. You probably saw him address Congress on March 16th, the third president of Ukraine to do so. But have you spent time watching or listening to Sergei Kozlitsia? You really should. Ukraine's ambassador to the United Nations has been addressing the General Assembly and the Security Council since Russia's invasion began, and he's been doing so in English, without a translator. Zelensky wears an olive-colored T-shirt and inspires a nation in the world, because Litsia wears a suit and tie and mocks the Russians. For weeks now, he's been slinging one zinger after another, like this on March 7th in the Security Council. One of my colleagues after the last Security Council session said, you know, the colleague said, it looks like a group therapy. We are all here trying to bring to, to sanity one member. And indeed, when I listen to this member, to this representative of that country, I think it's absolutely right that the Department of Health of the, of the City of New York is called Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Because it's very difficult after these meetings where we listen to the persistent lies and delusion, delirium coming from that particular country. I think that it's not only the Russian diplomats in New York who need mental assistance, but also those who posted today this text. Foreign Minister Lavrov, the goal of Russia's special military operation is to stop any war that could take place on Ukrainian territory or that could start from there. Russian embassy in London, retweeted by the Russian foreign ministry. Let me remind the Russian diplomats that in London, in case of need for mental help, you can dial NHS line 111. You heard Ambassador Kozlitsia give out the telephone number for Russian diplomats to get mental help. It wasn't the first time he gave out a telephone number. Here's what he told the Security Council on February 27th. 
Distinguished members of the Security Council, as always, Russia denies that its soldiers are taken prisoners, that, is, that taken prisoners uh, are recognized, or the soldiers that are killed are recognized. In this regard, Ukraine has opened a hotline entitled Come Back Alive from Ukraine for relatives of Russian soldiers who are not aware of their whereabouts and cannot contact them. The hotline is opened by the government of Ukraine. Over 100 calls from Russian mothers were received during the first hour of its walk. It is unfortunate, however, that today, pursuant to the decision of the Prosecutor General of the Russian Federation, this, the line and the dedicated website has been shut down. So I want to use this opportunity to read the telephone number for anyone in Russia who would like to call and ask about the killed or taken prisoners or, or soldiers who are taken prisoners in Ukraine and in, inquire about their well-being. It is 380-89-42-01-86-0. We will distribute this information after the meeting and I hope that after I read this number, the Russian Federation and its government would not shut down the website of the United Nations. Ambassador Kozlitsia often uses the word lies when he hammers Putin and Russians, like on March 4th. Thousands of people, including civilians, who are currently unable to evacuate the area near the plant due to ongoing shelling and fighting would be affected. Now paralyzed of the Russian ambassador about the foreign students. An appalling example of gaslighting. Example of what he probably intended to present as almost an angelic message of peace. But let me remind him and remind all of us that Satan was also an angel, an angel that rebelled against God. You already heard him tell Russian diplomats in London how to seek mental help. On March 11th, he went after them again, and what he called their lies spread on Twitter. An outlet of the Russian lies, the Russian embassy in London, tweeted yesterday that a pregnant woman is... uh, in the attack maternity hospital in Mariupol was uh, wearing makeup and was playing a multiple was playing multiple roles of uh, pregnant women and indeed Moscow and the Russian ambassador here are struggling to get this story straight Kremlin spokesman Peskov told Reuters in the immediate aftermath of the strike on Wednesday that, I quote, 
Russian forces do not fire on civilian targets, end of quote. On Thursday, he told reporters that the Kremlin would look into the incident, I quote, because you and I don't have clear information about what happened there, end of quote. Following a meeting with the Ukrainian foreign minister in Turkey on Thursday, Russian foreign minister Lavrov took a different stance, as he claimed without evidence that the hospital in Mariupol was a warranted target because the building had been seized long ago by Ukrainian armed groups. Let me share with you a very good news. Miss Mariana, the pregnant woman, gave birth to a healthy daughter last night. Her name is Veronica. Here is, she is with her father. No matter what the Russian lies are about herself, her family, and the incident. Holding up an electronic device, Ambassador Kozlitsia showed the Security Council a picture of the woman. He also used the visual aid on February 28th when he addressed the General Assembly. In this clip, the ambassador questions the very legitimacy of Russian membership in the United Nations. He wonders if he should put on glasses to see if anyone voted for Russia's membership. Then he pauses and does just that. The Russian delegate will speak shortly. Putin has done everything to delegitimize the Russian presence in the United Nations. But I wonder if the Russian presence in the United Nations has ever been legitimate. I wonder if ever this whole, this assembly voted in accordance with paragraph 2 of Article 4 on admission of the Russian Federation to the United Nations, either in December 1991 or in January 1992, or wherever thereafter. I want to ask the delegates whose countries voted for admission of the Russian delegation to the United Nations to raise their hand to confirm that Russia was admitted to the United Nations according to the Charter. Please, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please raise your hand if your country voted in the formal session of the General Assembly in reply to the letter by President Yeltsin dated December 24, 1991, when he told the United Nations that Russia would like to be a continuator state of the demised Soviet Union. Anyone? Shall I put my glasses if my vision fails me and I don't see any hand raised? Any country? Anyone voted for Russian membership? I leave you with that, 
and think about it when you listen to the Russian delegate. That was Ambassador Kozlitsia looking to the United Nations past. On March 14th, during a Security Council briefing from the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, he offered a vision of the UN's future. There was a hint of hope while asserting Ukraine survives the war. What is happening now is not only about Ukraine's survival. Unlike Putin and his henchmen, Ukraine will survive the Russian invasion. It's about survival of both the UN and the OECE. And it is about deputinization of Russia and its gradual returning to the tenets of international law in the post-Putin era. The Putin's regime nears its end. At the same time, it has inflicted such a heavy damage on the Russian society that it would take decades to bring Russia back to to at least the level of democracy it achieved in the 90s of the past century. And finally, a bonus clip. After hearing all these slashing comments from the Ukrainian ambassador directed toward the Russian delegation, you might be wondering, well, what have the Russians said in response? Good question. Here's one retort. We return to March 7th when Ambassador Kozlitsia said the Russian delegation needs mental assistance. Right after, through a translator, Russia's ambassador to the UN, Vasily Nebenzia, said this. But I don't want to comment on the last statement by the representative of Ukraine. I simply don't really know how it is that he is so familiar with the, the authorities that deal with mental health here. I'd like to know about that in more detail. Thank you. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Look up other meetings of the United Nations and much more coverage of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top, all for free. Thanks for listening and happy searching. Happy searching.